Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We are here tonight to talk about our experiences at PAX. We have a couple of new faces, one old, not old, but you know, kind of like has been here before. It's been a while. I mean, you get it. Um, So we're going to go around the horn. We'll have everybody do introductions. We'll start with Amy. Hey, um, I'm Amy Tate. Uh, my pronouns are she, they. I am a mental health professional in my day job, and I edit for an indie RPG called Dust and Dorks, and then I demo with different companies at cons. So I was demoing with Incredible Dream at PAX. Nice. Uh, Chad, you want to go ahead? Sure. Uh, I am Chad. I have podcasted as Keeper Chad. I write as Charles Gerard. I know it's confusing. Please take notes. Um I podcasted on the Miskatonic uh, University podcast for about eight years and then quit in 2019. But um, Retired, retired, passed the torch. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Insert euphemism. I am not there anymore. (laughs) Um, What else? Uh, And I've written for uh, the games industry just a little bit for uh, Darker Hughes Studios, for Onyx Path. Uh, uh, That would be Haunted West and um, Masks of the Mythos. Most recently, um, a little bit of Call of Cthulhu and more in the future that, you know, you'll find out about later. You have a big thing coming up, right? Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll move on from uh, that. That's as much as I can. I, I am legally allowed to say. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Leslie? Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Leslie. Uh, so I mostly play on this podcast. <laughs> so if you listen, you probably heard me playing one of the games recently. Um, otherwise, uh, my day job is completely different, but this is, this you can see all around me, this is what I do in my spare time. <laughs> and I'm kind of the forever GM, so it's fun to play on this channel and uh, get to hang out with these guys. Nice. Jesse? Uh, I'm Jesse. My uh, day job is unimportant because it's retail. <laughs> um, if you don't know me by now, you've never listened to Legends of Tabletop. <laughs> Welcome, uh, welcome uh, to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Yay, new people! Yay! Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've done a couple other podcasts uh, that have run their course. John's been on both of those, and uh, yeah, just talking pack stuff. It was also my very first packs unplug. Oh, that's awesome! And my first, my first gaming con in a decade, if you don't count Necro. So, wow, there, right on. And I am your erstwhile host, John. I, again, if you listen, you get it. It's fine. Um, we I haven't haven't seen a podcast that I haven't liked. <laughs> Been on it's so many podcasts now; it's stupid. And uh, yeah, we're gonna just talk about packs. So, Jesse, you said this was your first one. It was my first one. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I, we know Leslie's been to uh, numerous, numerous PAXs. Uh, what about I you? I started Andrew? going in 2018. Yeah. was my first one. To PAX U? Uh, to PAX uh, Unplugged. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was there 2017, the first year. So mm. it is already grown a lot. Like the free play area could not find space at all. And I swear even last year, you know, you would go and at least like 20% of it would be free. So it's, it was way bigger this year. Yeah. 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 Well, I think we're kind of coming, we're coming out like post pandemic. So people are starting to do some things more well post, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> post people doing anything. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so there, there's, you know, there's a lot more, I think, intent attendance is picking back up to sort of like, not just pre pandemic levels though. Like they, they definitely have exceeded it. Like this, I, I don't know what the exact numbers were this year, but it was at least as packed, if not more so than prior. So yeah, it was it was great to see so many people and see yeah. see so many activities going on and all that kind of stuff. So that was fun. Yeah, I think it was thirty plus. I didn't see a hard number. Oh man! Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's their normal ish. I think. Which, like twenty nineteen oh, level. Yeah. Well, so that rivals what? So the well, so when I went to PAX. East back in 2012, I think it was around that 35,000, something like that. So it's, I guess it's good to see that it rivals that, you know, yeah. not the original, right? Because I guess PAX Prime is the original, yeah. but like, you know, one of those older, you know, PAX conventions that there's that much interest. Well, and I think PAX, the people in charge at PAX do a really good job of bringing in really awesome content well, creators and really working with like, the p- only panels I think I've been to at a board game con have been PAX U. <laughs> One, because I have actually had a little bit more time at PAX Unplugged, but also, like, because they're really interesting. Um, and they do a good job of, like, having a variety of events. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing that I heard people kind of, like, wishing they had more options were, like, just games to play, really. Like, there were a lot of different, like, types of games to play but just not enough people to run not enough games for people to be able to get into at least as far as like tabletop rpgs um i'm not sure on the board game side because i was just kind of like hit or miss wandering around looking at things on board games (laughs) um but but yeah for the ttrpgs i really felt like what i was hearing from people was we loved we loved what we got to do but it was just hard to get into things um just yeah. not, not as many like slots for people to fit into for the games. I wanted to get um, y- your take uh, collectively on that because it's an unusual setup, right? You can't mm-hmm. you Registered can't sign up for form. anything. Yeah, it's all kind of spur of the morning, and and you have to scrum a little bit for uh, in the morning to get in line and get up to the sign up tables. That's the only. I haven't been to a ton of. Um, of uh, conventions, but I enough that, that I've never seen that before. So, um, what do you think of that? I've heard complaints. I there are upsides that I can see, but what do you all think about that? I didn't care for it. I mean, yeah. So, so I got the the um, the questionnaire or whatever afterwards, like the pack survey, and apparently you could pre-register on the app, which I had no idea because they're like, "Oh, did you use the pre-register?" I was like, "Barely." Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but barely. Like, I think they opened it, like, the day before. I mean, we were on the train or on our – I was on bus and Tim was on train um, signing up. And you could sign up early in the morning, like 8 o'clock on Friday, I think. 
Well, so it was, wasn't. I think that yeah, that's what the pre-register was was yeah. doing it early in the morning. Yeah, so not oh, like any, not certainly not like Gen Con. Wild though. Eight months yeah. ahead of time, you know. Well, yeah, like. Go ahead, my gamer my gamer group um does the lgbtqia lounge at origins mm-hmm. and we're like our person that does it is already making our thing because people like schedule basically as soon as they get a badge um right. i'm not yeah. as familiar with the scheduling because i'm usually demoing so i usually don't have a badge number yeah. until i get there <laughs> but our stuff i know for origins this year our stuff filled up months in advance and i right. do think yeah. that's because Origins did not have enough events going on. But that's wild, because if you're GMing, you don't know if anybody's going to be in your game until the day of. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems more stressful than necessary. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 problem of, the problem that we ran into as well is that we'd, you know, try to sign up for a game, uh, you know, at least for me, like, I'd try to sign up for a game, and not get into my first choice and it's like okay that's fine well but by that time even if you're five minutes if if you're you know forget five minutes if you're two minutes past every game is full at that point yeah yeah so you can't you know you're you're if you get into your first choice that's great if you don't then you don't get into anything Yeah. yeah and you're you're done you have no games for the day unless you want to try to hit up. I think that's why free play was so packed. Yeah. And, it, you know, you could want we wandered around free play for a little bit and there were no open tables because yeah. I think that's where most of the people were going at that point. Yeah. 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 I actually said something. I went by the um, close your ears, John. I went by the Monty Cook games. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> huh. Scandal <laughs> group. <laughs> John John's Monty Cook's number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> which which is funny because I probably am. A, I'm a huge fan, which is really funny. So John and I just don't talk about it. We agree to like you know <laughs> we just don't discuss it. But to this topic specifically, uh, I went and I talked to them. And I was like, you know, I, I didn't notice a whole lot of their games being run. I think somebody was running like the old gods of Appalachia, maybe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which I would love to have gotten into. And I, and I said something to them about like, hey, you know, are, are you guys thinking about like next year organizing more Game Masters or whatever? And they were like, well, actually, we weren't quite sure what was going on. I got the impression from their side of things that it wasn't really clear to them either what to do or how to do it. Not good. Really? Yeah. So 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 if you're Yeah. I get a sense, yeah. That if they, your publishers are having a hard time figuring out what they need to do to get game masters to run their stuff, then you're gonna end up with what we ended up with, which was not enough games for people. So I think that mm-hmm it was some, you know, maybe just some organizational communication type things that just aren't quite gelling maybe yet. And after um, five years, that that's something that they should have figured out, right? Like if that's what people are coming well, for is to play games, right? Like that should well, be. Well, I guess that the, this, yeah, this system was brand new for this year. They had yeah. never done this registration system before. Yeah. Well, they had to, okay. Uh, they hadn't done the app thing at all and i, I don't right, think yeah 
I don't think it worked very well. I mean, I functionally it didn't work very well. It crashed mm -hmm. around that eight o'clock hour, and yeah, and what happened to me happened. What happened to you happened to me. That's that same thing. Like I. Oh really? Yeah. Tim, we were signing up at the same time. Tim and I, who I, uh, my friend Tim, who I, I roomed with, and we were signing up at the same time at eight o'clock. And just whatever connectivity difference or whatever, we couldn't get into the same game. So, mm, and I, in fact, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't yeah. get into the game at all and had to like hedge my bets and show up and kind of hope that maybe somebody would drop. In fact, I ended up at that same table, but it was oh, nice. quite a lot of investment, you know, yeah. standing in line yeah. and kind of like the anxiety of not knowing and all yeah. that. Right. But the two, so I've, this is my third. And so I, it's all like been sort of pandemic and I won't call it post pandemic either, but you know, yeah, yeah, um, the change. Um, I pray, I pray pandemic. I pray yeah. <laughs> Considering multiple pe people that I work with are out with COVID right now. Like, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I've heard some, some con stories. Um, this year anyway. So, um, they did what they did before is the, the sign up in the morning thing. And I don't know if they've been doing that forever, oh, really? but since 2021 was my first, 22 second, and, and this year third. And they did that thing where you just kind of show up in the morning and they have these tables of fillable, you know, slots. Mm. And that's mm. it. And that is just for the organized games. And then I guess they have the ad hoc ones, would you call mm -hmm. it free play? So mm -hmm. they had that too. So all that was operating. Um, but also the numbers were way lower in 21 and 22. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, as you'd expect, right? Well, yeah. So at one point, so we wound up playing a Simba Room game together only because, I think, in the morning we had gone down and were schmoozing with uh, the people over at Free League, just walking around, talking to the, you know, to the uh, demonstrators and all. And we had registered in the morning, got in with a confirmation, and you're 29 out of, you know, 32 or whatever it was. And we went down and we're, you know, pull the app up here. Oh wait a minute! It doesn't. I'm not. It says I'm not registered. So Leslie got in. We Jesse and I registered, got a confirmation with a number, and then pulled up the app and was like, "You're not registered." Oh, and she man. let us in. But I think the only reason we got to play is because we had been down in the morning for you know 15, yeah. 20 minutes, a half hour, just kind of bullshitting and you know kind of hanging around. Well, she also said we. So that was. That was what four o'clock on Friday, something like yeah. that. I think so. maybe earlier, that. and and they said that had happened numerous times to them already, oh, yeah. which yeah. is not a them problem, right? Like, okay, well, we haven't no, not at registered, all. so like, sorry, but you know, we can't. But I think because we had been there, you know, and we had all been together yeah. too, right? Yeah. Well, and and they they ended up with. A certain number of no-shows i think so there was some space yeah. too it looked like um but but yeah it was it was definitely a little chaotic yeah um you know the the whole like signing up in the morning thing i i can see the perspective of like if you're traveling from a really long distance away and there's some games you really want to play and that's what you're there to do that kind of sucks you know that you don't yeah. have any mm -hmm. guarantee that you'll be in anything that you wanted to do um, I go kind of for a little bit more of socializing reasons and like to see, like, I came to see these guys, you know, <laughs> you know? and, and so while I, 
would have liked to have gotten into maybe another game or two. It wasn't quite as big of a deal to me because of that reason, but I know that I'm not like necessarily like the mainstream <laughs> audience for that. <laughs> right. I think I would have um, been really frustrated if I tried to register with a friend and like one of us got in and the other didn't. Yeah. Cause then like, if that's the friend that you're yeah. going around con with, you yeah. all of a sudden have to walk around on your own or just like hang out and hope that you get into the game. Yeah, it's yeah. a big disruption. Right. Yeah. 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 Did, did you try to get into anything, Amy, while you were there? Or, or did I was the working in the, yeah. yeah, I was working in the mornings. So with the system they have in place, basically like, I couldn't do it out, yeah. and get to the thing. And then also, again, right. with my foot getting stuck in the escalator Friday morning, I was like <laughs> not in a place to do a lot of like mental things besides like demo the game. And then I helped out and went to Big Gay Dinner because uh, I know the people putting that on through the Rose Gauntlet uh, Foundation. Nice. And then like other times I was like, I'm just going to like go with whatever my friends are doing. I don't have executive functioning right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if anybody got stuck on an elevator friday morning i'm sorry my shoe legitimately got stuck in the elevator childhood nightmare come to life i'm yep. okay pax bought me new shoes so that i did not have to walk oh, that's awesome. losing oh I, like i lost an inch off the top of my shoe oh, I was, could we hear the whole John, story John beginning sent to me end. the picture that you sent him so i could show it to my kids as yeah. a warning of this is why you don't mess around on escalators yeah. and i was not messing around because like when i say childhood nightmare like i literally cried as a child like i jumped over the ends of escalators i don't know yep. if there was like a goosebumps book or like are you afraid of the dark or something <laughs> that freaked me the heck out but it did um so yeah like friday morning i'm like i got my stuff i actually got breakfast from ready market i was like oh well, i'm early yay because i'm doing it with a new team so like i want to be like a good team player and i like get to the top of the elevator or escalator and my foot basically the rubber of my sole got stuck on the prongs of the escalator thing oh. and the sole just started getting sucked under <sighs> um and thankfully my shoes were fabric and cheap so they ripped and i could pull my foot back but the people behind me were like pushing me forward. And thankfully I made some sort of noise that was not English because I was really freaked out. <laughs> and uh, two of the enforcers, one hit the emergency stop, one got my leg, pushed my leg back so that my toe, cause it almost had oh, my wow. foot at that point. Um, uh, like I was, it hit where my toes were basically. And they had to help me like rip oh. my foot out. Panic, um, panic. And then the, oh, they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I think so. And then the facilities lady is like, has your shoe always been like that? And I'm like, no. Like, and then she's like, is your foot okay? And I was like, I think so. And then she walked off. So like, I'm like in shock a little bit. I go and like sit down for a second because I literally was like shaking and I was like, okay, I'm going to eat like three bites of my breakfast like and then i go in through security i see my friend who's on the phone show him my shoe and he's like ah and then i was like i have to go and i just like walk past while he's having his phone <laughs> conversation and i go and sit down at the booth and then i start shaking yeah because like mm -hmm. definitely delayed response and then my like new team people come over again i met these people the night before at dinner and then they come over and they're like are you okay and i'm like i don't think so um <laughs> this is what happened and then they convinced me to talk to PAX because um, I'm a therapist in my day job. And sometimes I don't ask for help when I need it because I'm usually the one doing help. Uh, and I was like, I don't actually think I can stand up and walk right now. Um, I'm still really shaky. So they got a staff member to come over 
and talked to me. And then another person came over and checked in on me to make sure I was okay. And then they brought me two pairs of shoes um, and let me like try them on and stuff. And then the uh, enforcers that basically saved my foot came over and said, hey, later. And then someone checked in on me again. Um, So yeah, they actually gave me like, I have a chunk of basically uh, my shoe. It doesn't look like my shoe material very much anymore because it got like, smushed completely in the escalator but Mm. um basically what it because they shut it down like when i did it and it was just stairs or whatever and it was working saturday and it wasn't working sunday the piece they gave me is definitely not the whole entire part of the shoe that got in there (laughs) so i'm guessing like parts of my shoe were um fiddling it up a little bit yeah still so yeah i'm gonna like put the little piece in resin or something definitely make like a a dodecahedron die out of it oh that'd be so cool (laughs) i'm a dice goblin so like yeah oh there you go just like i fought the escalator and i won is that a one or is that a fumble or is that a crit i don't know i literally had dreams that escalators were chasing me which like outside of the dream fucking hilarious right sorry i don't know if i'm allowed to cuss but like yeah, you're fine. hilarious completely Fuck inside yeah. the dream way less fun yeah right. <laughs> You know what it was? It was a failure on the luck check, but a success on the decks. Yeah, right. so. sure. which is yeah. not normally something Amy in real life is good at. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. That was my Friday morning. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Was a good fun. start. Yeah. Hmm. Best story, though. Now that oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's podcasting gold, you know, bright side. <laughs> <laughs> Great story, uh, but oh my yeah. god, the full body visceral reaction to that. Right. <laughs> like I have I had leg cramps. Like they're just starting to go away. Cause oh, in no. my sleep I'm tense I was tensing my foot up and like I would wake up with like my foot like fully contracted oh. into my body. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, brain. <laughs> we need to we need to chill a little bit. I still gotta walk around Philly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. <laughs> they were like, "You seem way more chill with this." I'm like, honestly, I'm freaking out, but I can put it. Yeah, this is shit. Yeah. All, <laughs> All mask. All mask. We can dissociate a little bit. It's fine. We need a little sure. dissociation as a treat. <laughs> it's a feature, not a bug. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> gotta keep it interesting you know it's my it was like my fifth packs something had to happen right yeah. right you just can't have the same thing happen over and over again you gotta keep it fresh yeah. so what was y'all's favorite part like what things did you enjoy while you were there well keeping it game wise my favorite thing would not be game wise i have to say that but keeping it game wise well, what did was your favorite play- thing then don't, don't, well, it was social, the, and the, yeah. well, yeah, you know, it, it was just it was it was social, and I, I I relate to that. I go, I'm in New York, so this is a day trip to me. I mean, I didn't go there and come back in one day, but uh, two overnights and only paid for Saturday. So I am the imposter in this group. Um, <laughs> I only go for one day. It's cheaper. I don't take off work on Friday. I go late, you know, show up, have dinner. Don't buy the pass for that day. I just buy the day pass mm-hmm. for Saturday. And then leave on Sunday and like still have a you know a normal 
not into tiring Monday after yeah. a con. There you go. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that way, but I recognized this year, maybe because it's kind of in full force again, um, numbers-wise, that I, I had FOMO. I do feel like I missed out mm-hmm. on having a full day on Friday. And mm-hmm. um, Sunday is always on cons, is always kind of like a everything closes early, the vendor hall is kind of meh. Often, I mean, at least by the time I wake up. Um, so I don't know. I might extend it. But anyway, my favorite thing has always, I, I, because of the way the games are a little bit broken so far in the three years, the sign-up situation, I don't love that. I have shifted my strategy to spontaneous gaming, which is something I don't do at other cons. So I go hmm. more toward... Um, Games on Demand, which I love and is I al- have always had a great experience with. Um, so my favorite thing you asked, and I haven't answered, is uh, I got to hang out with some Free League and Chaosium people in the evenings. So that's what I did. That's and awesome. I, I know those people from various circles. So it's kind of a reunion. It's checking in. It's socializing. It's going to bars. So yeah. it's a different con, you know? Yeah, yeah. And what? And your favorite game? Did you? Did was there something you played at the free play? Yes, yes, I did get into a just by standing in line. I got into the one hour uh, demo of Walking Dead for free, like from free league. I did really like it, hmm. and uh, Tim, who is a, a New York friend, gaming friend, um, bought it. And so now, like, we'll probably play it. And it's not even, I'm not obsessed with that world. I watched maybe three seasons. I will go back maybe sometime and watch more. Um, but uh, I liked the zombie thing. It was, it was fun. It was one hour. It was a good demo. Uh, the game runner was um, super competent to, and from Free League. And so that was good. Um, and I really liked the mechanics. Um, they remind me of Alien, their other game. Um, it's they have a, a stress system. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the same, but same. they have the stress die that you add is is similar, and I really like that mechanic, um, where you can kind of accept stress for greater chances to be awesome, but there are costs. Love that. Um, so anyway, but it was a good table. It was uh, six people, six players, and. It was one hour. I kind of maybe really like short con games, like mm. one, two, two is that sort of demo zone where just get a sense of the mechanics. Um, you know, if it is, sometimes you get into games that just don't have the right energy, then the, the, uh, you're not in Commitment. for four hours if that happens. Yeah. 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 So I did kind of like that. Uh, mm. And that was a good game. That was fun. We, uh, uh, I won't tell the whole gaming story, but it was a parking garage situation in a zombie world, and there were factions on top of the. Uh, there was an ambulance that we were trying to get medicine from, and factions, and negotiating a lot of role play. So it was good. Oh, good. Cool. Nice. Thanks. I mean, for me, it was you guys. I mean, that's the only reason why I won. <laughs> I, I mean, oh. you know. Uh, otherwise I, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't have gone to that on my own, you know, on the chance that I would run into Chad or, you know, any of the other, you know, people who, you know, could have been there. Right. It was just to come out and hang out with you guys. So like success, right? Like we got into one game, we had a great game. It was fun. Uh, I wish we could have played more things. 
Um, but you know, with it being, you know, Jesse and I's first convention, like I had no expectations as far as how things would sort of shake out. Like you guys brought board games and, you know, we thought maybe we'd do some, you know, role playing games at the house or whatever. And like, we didn't go back to the house until like midnight and, you know, drank and crashed, right? Like we didn't spend any time there. So, um, you know, whether we would do that differently in the future, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean that that was it for me. I mean, it's the same thing at Necronomicon. The only reason I go is to hang out with everybody. I mean, you know, we're we're out until two o'clock just telling stories and drinking and hanging out and like, you know, e- you know, air quotes. Everybody is there, so like, that's that's it. That that's a win. You know, you come out for you know four or five days and just you know get a chance to reconnect with everybody. And that's you know what last Necronomicon was the first time I had ever played a game. Because of the time commitment to, to sit and play, because you're only there for a couple of days, you know. Like if I'm doing this for four hours, then I'm not going to see, you know, all these other people. But yeah. I, you know, played with Oscar, so it was like, or like I have to do that because <laughs> we've been, as much as we've played online, we had never played in person. And I was like, fuck it, wow. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna register. But like because we can play online, if people are coming to Necronomicon to play with him. I feel shitty about registering for a game, right? Because the access is different. So, you know, people like that's the chance that they're going to get to play. I don't want to be in a game that denies someone else to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Screw I'm doing it at Total Con. (laughs) Whatever. Well, well, I told him and he was like, no, just fucking just do it. (laughs) I was like, all right. (laughs) You also deserve playtime. Yeah, I know. Right? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> I really felt like Free League did a great job. Like we mm-hmm. played uh Simbarum and yeah. uh had a great time. Like our game was a technically mm-hmm. like a four hour like full session. Yeah. We ended up with a really fun table and it was shenanigans and my character died a terrible death because I can't Twice. roll under a number to save my life. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> me either. I love dice and they hate me. <laughs> <laughs> it was really an awesome D and D session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I roll like nineties, 99, like my first roll in a, in a call of Cthulhu game I was doing recently. With oh jeez. And I'm like, that tracks with me. And it's always ones in D and D. We just determined that in that game I needed to be the DM. Clearly my dice were like, You're running this, right? Like right. this is what's happening, right? That's what you usually do. But yeah, we had we had a fun time. The guy who ran it, his name was I think was Doug, Doug right? Yep. Um he did a really excellent job. He was he was yeah. an excellent DM. So I felt like yeah, Free League really had their shit together and and they were running mm-hmm. some fun, good games. Um so I'm yeah, be, thumbs up to them. Um I'm gonna be GMing at Origin, so if anybody has tips, I've never GM'd for random people or GM'd at a con before, and I'm doing both of those. Nice. So, both feet. Yeah. You know. yeah. yeah. Right. I was like, of course. Awesome. We're doing Moonlight on Roseville Beach, and I was like, "Sure, I'll oh, run that." Nice. Never played it before, but I love it, and I've watched people play it. So <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. That was the second thing is I got to see Richard at the booth at his booth, uh, uh, Richard Rook, who wrote that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Did I get his name right? Please fact check me, Rook. Right, Rook. <laughs> 
I know the name of the game. I, I'm not. Yeah. Is it? It's our Rook Studios, so you got at least those. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Partial I follow credit. him on all social media, and I can't remember yeah. either now, so it's not just you. He GM'd for Symphony, and mm-hmm. I played in that game, so it was nice to yeah. meet him in person. Oh, cool. It's like yeah. queer horror in bikinis, which is like all of my favorite <laughs> things. Yeah, it's like pulp, pulp queer novels of the 60s. It's awesome. Yeah. Takes place in late 70s, I think. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel like I had lots of highlights. We went and saw Acquisition Inc. too for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jesse, I'm like, am I pointing the right direction? Jesse. <laughs> you are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse um, was a fan and had said we should try and make it. And I'd never actually watched them like ever on well, anything. Ever, ever? Ever, ever. That was my oh, first. Really? That, the was podcast? My, that was my first. And like you know, chance to see them was live. So I thought it was pretty. You cool. never saw Critical Role's Daddy? <laughs> no, no. I you know, I got I got into Critical Role in season one, and watched through like the beginning of the latest season, and then got kind of sidetracked watching the entirety of all of Dimension Twenty stuff. Oh my god! Mm. Yes. <laughs> So, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just cha- changing lanes, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed Acquisition Inc. It was a lot of fun. I thought they did a good job. Um, but that was a roller coaster show, yeah. <laughs> roller coaster of emotions. Um, so that was really good. I didn't cry. I didn't cry either. <laughs> what I was talking about. It was just some daddy daughter stuff. It's fine. Yeah, it was yeah, humid yeah, in that no room, shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was just the humidity. Yeah. <laughs> Leaking out of your eyes. I'm talking about it or I'm going to have to turn my camera off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I liked that. Um, I always think it's cool when you meet some of the like writers and designers of the games. Like I, hmm. Spencer Campbell was really great to meet for um, Skila RPGs. He does a lot of like cool indie stuff that I like. Um, and then... What else did we do? Oh, um, I went by the Alchemy booth. Did you guys demo the uh, that uh, the Alchemy RPG stuff at all? So, so Alchemy is just basically a a new uh, virtual tabletop, right? So they they've been around for maybe like a, uh, I, I'm probably speaking incorrectly about a year or two, <laughs> somewhere in that range, a couple of years. Just about, right? yeah. And they um, they kickstarted not too long ago. Um, and so it is a gorgeous, beautiful, well-designed, really great virtual tabletop. I mm-hmm. highly recommend looking at it. Um, and so I got to meet, you know, just meet some of the people that are running all of that. And then we got to demo a game using Alchemy. And uh, I thought it was fantastic. Jesse, you want to? Yeah. You want to, Jesse played with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. So it was uh, Vast Grim, which is Ooh, based Ryan's off of Morkborg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's, based, it's Morkborg in space. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the system was really cool. The GM was awesome. Um, I don't know if we have to play. Uh, we beat Vast Grim. <laughs> so I guess we don't have to play it anymore. <laughs> we were we were one of the last demos of the con. It was Sunday. It was it, we played it 
what was like two o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, like one one thirty. So we were like the second to last, if not last, demo of the con. Yeah. Um, and the, the the GM after we finished it told us we were the only ones to explore the entire spaceship. Um, we were the only ones to collect all three clues. And we were the only ones to make it out with everybody alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and mostly and we did all the things. Mostly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I lost an eye and one of the other guys lost an arm. But, you know. You have another one of fine. both of those. It's fine. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's the future. And it's, it, he lost a robotic arm. All right? Doesn't okay, even yeah, count. Yeah, you can get that. Yeah, I just get a new eye, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, the game was super fun. Um playing with alchemy was cool like so you he, played you played on a vtt in, in the house? Next to yeah. Other, yeah oh yeah so we all had so we uh, we were sitting at a table and we all we all had laptops that we were playing on oh, cool. oh wow. so but we were still no mics or cameras or anything we were still talking in person yeah we were just doing all the roles and everything just in the vtt yeah. yeah yeah just yeah. to try it out um i mean he gave me I found I found a satchel. They randomly generated the items that were in it. Um, he they threw them up in the chat and I had never touching the system before. I generated those items to then use within two or three minutes mm. um, to the point where I had like I had the description. I had a one click rule role for the role in, for the uh, ability and damage and all that was, I, I did that in like two minutes, if yeah. that. It's real intuitive. So it's a super intuitive system. The game was fun. So yeah. it was it was a nice end to the con for me. I yeah. love Brian's work. I actually, he's one of the people that I was trying to run by and see and I missed him both times oh. I ran through there. But I haven't got to play Vaskrim. I just look at all the pretty art and everything. I love oh, everything so he's done. I have all the creature creation stuff and all that. Well, Leslie, Leslie picked up the book and is looking to run a session, so. <laughs> I'm a super good player. I <laughs> am terrible at rolling, but I'm great at other things. <laughs> I need like an RPG resume. I will yeah. roll terribly, so you're gonna do fun, horrible things to me. Right, right. <laughs> gonna turn that. That's yeah. <sighs> yeah. So I would definitely, if you get a chance, check check out Alchemy. It's really, it's cool. The thing that I love about it as a GM is it allows me to organize my online play the way that I think and the way that I try to run games. Cause I tend to run games as scenes, right? Like every time I do a game prep, um, I'm, I literally organize it on like scene one, scene two, scene three, you know, and, and obviously there's options like, Ooh, scene two might go to this scene or that scene. You know, there's, there's some things that, you know, can go on there, but then I can build it in the virtual tabletop that way. And they have all of this beautiful animated artwork mm. that you can put in that becomes your landing page for that session and for, for that scene. And it just is so much more immersive than just the flat kind of like, you know, grid. <laughs> yeah. And you can do maps. All of that stuff is so 
fully possible. So if you want to do gridded uh, map play, you can. But also if you're doing more theater of mind, you have the opportunity to have like like a beautiful animated graphic to actually like, mm-hmm. you know, set the mood as it were. Mm-hmm. So love it. You know what's super good though? When you don't plan anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about packs. <laughs> Out of love. That was love right there. <laughs> Look, you, you, you dropped the hook, and I had to take the bait. <laughs> uh, I, I do like lower prep stuff just because with my – I have a couple different jobs, and if I ever run anything, which I have not done a great job of doing this year, I have not been prepped. But sometimes, like, I get an ADHD wormhole, and I was like, I wrote 20 pages for our, like, hour-long one-shot, guys. I hope you're prepared. <laughs> We got shit to do. Uh, I needed to be like Jesse yeah. and Leslie where they're getting stuff done. <laughs> no, first, my first campaign I ever ran um, three years ago, um, I, I it was just supposed to be a one shot, like first campaign, any first D&D I'd ever run four out of the five players. First time they'd ever played D&D, just doing a quick maybe four or five sessions. I created a world. <laughs> with 5,000 years of backstory. Yeah. So my don't feel bad. Get, like, for their one game, uh, like several years ago, my friends made a wiki and like they had like secret links in some of the images that you would click to find out like more information oh, and get really intense. And beautiful. then I'm like, I have like eight pages stuffed in a notebook <laughs> from when I ran Overlight for my friends and like went on a deep dive and made a campaign and then we never played it again because our no. schedules got wild. Oh. It's, my, it's my rotating group and I have yet to be a DM in it yet. So I think mm. when it's my turn, I'm like, hey, we're going to change from 5e to Overlight because I want to run this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thank time. you. It's time. Nice. It's less math. <laughs> So Jesse, what are what are your highlights besides our our Vascrum awesomeness? Well, again, I mean, I I hate to sound like a broken record, but it was hanging out with everybody, yeah. right? Like, you know, I get to I get to hang out with John in person like once every other year, yeah. um, for a day. Like Leslie, it was the first time me and you hanging out in the meet space. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was just that was fun. Like some of the more fun things was either like in the morning, like hanging out, eating breakfast or like when we got home and chilled for an hour before I slept, fall asleep on a chair. Um, Mid conversation. So like. (laughs) Hey, that's the way to do it. Run until you drop, sleep, wake up the next day and go. Right. Um, But in terms of. Right. But in terms of games, in terms of the actual packs. Mm-hmm. All right. I I don't want to. I liked it. It's um, too many people. Right. It's too busy. Well, too no, it's stuff. not that. So between, like I said, the last time I was ever at like a gaming con, I was at PAX East 2013. All right. I was mostly there for the game for the RPGs, but that is kind of a like a video game thing, right? Um, which I think meant that the RPGs, all the tabletop stuff, 
was not as populated so i could just go in and do a pickup game mm-hmm. right or they'd be like hey we have like a D game like that was when D next was play testing right and they were like we're gonna play test D next from two to five like so show and you just showed up and you played right like oh, only, pretty like, much everybody got a time. table yeah right um and so between that and then my my daydreaming of going to cons of like researching Gen Con or like Carnage up in Vermont or Total Con or all these other like local cons around me where the registration is like they release the schedule a couple months in advance Right. You get to look at it. You pre-register ahead of time. If you don't get into this game, that's fine. You can get into this game and it's all bouncing. You know what your schedule is going into the con. I had between those two experiences, I had an expectation going into PAX Unplugged that was going to be similar. Mm. And it wasn't even close. Right. Yeah. Like we played um, we got into the Simba Room game uh, Friday afternoon. And then we did no gaming on Saturday. And then we did the, the Vascrim game on Sunday. And that was it for a gaming convention. Yeah. So. No, that's really, that's really interesting, though, because, like, I definitely come at it from, like, I started in the board game. And obviously, like, I do a lot more um, RPGs now. But, like, I'm so used to, like. Gen Con was like what eighty six thousand people this year or something like that. That I'm like, oh, Pax is small. Like this is great. I love this. Like I went to Save Against Fear, which is like five hundred people, and I'm like, oh, this is so different. I like it. I actually recognize these people. I actually saw a family that we had met and the kids had hung out with us at the booth at Save Against Fear. Mm. I saw them at um, Pax, which was super awesome, but. Mm. No. Um, I also had a very unfortunate first RPG at a con experience that maybe not RPG for a while. Oh, so, no. Yeah, the GM was n- not nice to me as the only girl at the table to the yeah. point that my friend asked me afterwards. He's like, I fully expected you to get up and leave. And I was like, I was sitting there with you and you were really excited about it. I wasn't going to leave. <laughs> like the other players kind of turned on the GM and started being really nice to me. Like that's how bad this got. Well, yeah, yeah. And wow. like I didn't RPG for like a year or something after because I had such an unpleasant I don't blame experience. Yeah. So like I'm so much more familiar with like the board game side of the convention. Um but yeah. I've I heard rumblings at PAX like people were telling me um it was so hard to get into stuff. And that's so sad because I feel like PAX has done more with getting like content creators for RPG spaces and getting them in like um Danny Quatch who does uh Roll 20 and stuff like that um he works with like big gay dinner and everything so i gotta hang out with him a little bit but like they're doing himbos and they brought him in as like a special guest because he's doing that rpg space and critical role that's the first time i got to see them in person mm-hmm. is the first packs i went to so i think nice. of it as a more rpg ish thing than i think of gen con but i right, wonder yeah. if that's more just like my perceptive perception based on the board game spaces i'm used to than an actual right, reality right. yeah yeah that's cool. Yeah. I also I felt Not that cool. things just like there was a few between the the free play. I was really looking forward to doing some uh, unpub games, which is like all the stuff in production. Yeah. Right. You're basically getting to play test games. Um, but then like you walk out of the expo area into the other side of the hall 
and there were no signs. Yeah. Nothing was labeled. Like there was barely any borders or anything up. And so you look out at this like vast swaths of tables and you're like, okay, well, I don't know what any of this is. Yeah. Like it just, it was for a, for a noob, it was incredibly overwhelming and, uh, and, and chaotic because you didn't know what was going on. Like, I didn't know where to go to find stuff. I didn't know where, like what stuff was or where I could go. So, and we looked, right? I mean, like, uh, right. Yeah. I think it's repost that does the seven wonders architects. They were, uh, not play testing necessarily, but demoing, um, the expansion for Seven Wonders Architects. And I was like, I definitely want to do this. I have it. It's a super fun game. You know, they have the expansion. I'm probably going to buy it anyway, but I'd like to be able to play it. Couldn't find them. We walked through up and down all the aisles. We asked enforcers. Couldn't find them anywhere. And they had to be wow. in like a specific area where they were demoing games. Couldn't find them. And yeah, I- the signage is... Terrible. not good and like i know i demo and do all of this stuff but i do have like social anxiety too so like if i go to a space and i don't know how to like should do i have to talk to somebody first can i just sit down like i need there to be a sign that's like hey come in and sit down this is yeah same right. here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you want that's how we got stuck in that one bad game because the, we walked through the whole free area, free play area, and there was one guy holding up a sign that said "Open Seats," mm. <laughs> and we we're like, "Oh, cool, let's sit at this game." And it was that choice. Oh, wow. <laughs> After one, I'm turn, sure he loved his game. Jesse started texting me and was like, Tom. "We have to go," and I'm like, yeah. "Bet." And, you know, guys just kind of like all this, like, you got to do this and draw these three cards. And there was like eight different tracks on like a fucking play mat and all this stuff. And it was like, nah, I can't. There's no mm, fucking this way. game. <laughs> yeah, this game is for someone, just not me. Oh, yeah. I play tested this game. It was cute. Uh, it was like you were had animals, but you wanted them away from your camp. So one, I was like, uh, I want the animals in the camp. <laughs> right, yeah, this but is like <laughs> with my ADHD and after the escalator thing, like. I, I had no memory. Like, I was so overwhelmed. And you had to remember, like, which card you put where because you weren't allowed to check again. And I was getting oh, so no. frustrated oh. with myself. And my friend is like, Amy, it's a demo. You can stop. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to be mean because I'm sure this game is great, but I need to leave now. I don't have a <laughs> Listen, my kids have been beating me at memory since they were three. Those are not my style. Because <laughs> I ended up, like, giving away my really good card. And I'm like, Man, like, this is not fun. Like, I'm I, I beat myself. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think, you know, I think the 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 summary is definitely that there. It's kind of a mixed bag. So, Amy, what did I know that you were working a lot of it? But do you have some highlights? Um. Besides really, the shoe, right? I mean, yeah, obviously, like, top tier. <laughs> right. um, so I was actually supposed to demo a different game um, and ended up getting uh, thrown into Kinfire Delve. And one, the team was super good about, like, making sure we, me and the other girl who had been doing that, did it. But it's actually a super fun game. Um, I knew of some people that were with Incredible Dreams, so I knew they were a good company. And that's why I was like, hey, can I demo for you? Because... I'm already, I want to go to PAX. Let's do it. Um, but it's like a one to two player co-op. It'll be three to four when the next part comes out. But you're like dungeon delving and there's like mechanics for like 
shuffling cards down. So like I had really great demoers and as a demoer, I really like PAX Unplugged because uh, the people are nice overall at Gen Con, but there's way more like really intense, like alpha gamers blah, rules yeah. uh, at Gen Con and at PAX. People are just like, hey, this looks cool. Let's play. And then they're <laughs> very chill. So yeah. I like that. Um, and Big Gay Dinner, uh, which is, it's for queer people in the board game community put on by the Rose Gauntlet Foundation. Um, they work on getting more diverse voices in gaming and stuff like that. So I got to help out Isaac and the team with that. And then I got to eat the really good food and also meet more queer people in, in the industry, which I enjoy. So it's awesome. We got to make Christmas ornaments. So I made one that said, RIP my shoe with an escalator and oh. fuck that escalator on it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Memento. Like, if you can't no. laugh at your trauma, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the board game you were jamming? I was gonna. Kinfire Delve. Kinfire Delve. I mean, honestly, they need to be charging more money for it too. Like, there's gold foil on the backs of cards. It comes mm-hmm. with dice and tokens and the cards with the art, and it's like a good box because mm-hmm. I break a lot of my board game boxes yeah <laughs> you know on them yeah, like dragging them to my board game group and back i was just like are you sure you only want to charge 20 dollars for this game like i would wow. pay money for this game for sure yeah. so well it's like i um i sat uh i got a dame a game demo for me uh santa's workshop i sat in on a demo um the game was awesome. Apparently, it's a like a an updated remake of a game that was made like fifteen or so years ago. Um, but I, I um, unbeknownst to me, when we first started, uh, I uh, I didn't realize that the guy demoing it was actually the designer until somebody had bought the game and they walked up and they were like, "Can you sign this for us?" And I'm like. <laughs> Oh, you're this guy. Oh, okay. This is. <laughs> but Glad yeah, I like trash it. Was, it. <laughs> right? No, it actually. And I mean, I ended up buying it um, because it was a super fun game. But they're running um, a limited run, packs unplugged version of it with like upgraded tokens and a gold foil Ooh. cover, and it's it was like and all this kind of stuff. And I'm expecting, like, I've seen, bo- I've bought board games, and I'm like, okay, well, this is cool, but I'm not going to spend, like, 60 or 70 bucks on a game. Like, I just don't yeah. have that in me right now. Yeah. And I and they're like, oh, it's 40 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, oh. I guess. <laughs> like, please, take my money. Also, you should right. maybe take more of it, but I'm not going to argue too much. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm like... If I don't know if that's just a PAX thing where, like, I'm walking around and I'm seeing that there's a bunch of, you know, it feels like there's a bunch of people who are, like, self-publishing their games. Mm-hmm. Like, there was one game that I thought looked really cool that was three moms that published their own card game and, like, stuff like that. Um, and, sa- like, same thing. This game looks super awesome. They're selling it for fifteen bucks, and I'm like, you could be charging more for this. So, I think I don't know whether it's a PAX thing where just prices are generally lower, or if it's more so like an indie developer thing where people just aren't thinking hot highly enough of themselves and they're undercharging for these games. John, what? 
John, do you need to charge uh, a more for your work speech? Because I've given that to a lot of my friends. I, I don't know. Your, your time is valuable and you only don't value your time because it's hard to value our own work. If you were like your friend making your stuff, you would tell them to charge more money for it. Well, Whoa. so, yeah, fair, right? Fair. Uh, I'll use my therapist powers for evil. That was strong. That was strong magic. Yeah. So, so I, I, I wrote a, a supplement, we'll say, for for core the core RPG system, which Chad graciously uh, copy edited for me. Um, and because it's supplement, and you know, it's less than fifty pages or whatever. It's up. It's pay what you want. And then, and that's fine for me. Like I, it come, eh, it's fine. <laughs> but 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 so I'm working on the th- I'm working air quotes on the third version, uh, which will be a bigger book that will I will actually charge for because yes. it's it, you know because yeah but it's still we're g- the the full version is going to be pushing if not over a hundred pages. Oh, you and best John, be charging money, he was, good money for that. He was, for that one, he yeah. was like, I'll charge maybe 10 bucks. <laughs> like, no. You're not allowed to decide the price of your game. You right, right. outsource that part. <laughs> Get together. Yeah. I, do, right. I do think that's part of it, though. One, I think it's it's very hard also Like when you've worked really hard on something, like you want it to sell, right? Like you want people to you play people it. To play so, it. Yeah. And again, like valuing yeah. yourself. But also booths are cheap, way cheaper not like cheap, but they're way less expensive at like Pax Unplugged than they are at Gen Con. So the yeah. price point oh, really? of what you have to sell is so much more. Like, I don't know the exact thing, but just from like being a demoer and like work, working with people that are in charge of booths and stuff, like Gen Con <laughs> booths are very expensive, like very really? expensive. And yeah. Pax U is getting more expensive because, you know, they only do have a certain amount of space because they are committed mm. to like keeping the free play area large. Um, but it's also, again, like people undervaluing games, but also I think people recognize like it's hard right now. Like our grocery bills are insanely high and, and they want people to play their game. Right. So I think having like PDFs that are much easier or more accessible. And I'm not saying that 10, 15, 12, like $20 is totally accessible for everybody because I do know that 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 is a cost. But that's way more accessible than like a fifty dollar book. But also at the same time, like you put a lot of work into that shit. Like you should be getting paid mm-hmm. for it. Um, yeah. yeah, because it's it's your time and your effort, and that thing wouldn't exist without your brain. And that's really awesome. And you should value that. I think it's more of Jesse's effort than mine because Jesse did all the art. <laughs> I mean, pay your artists for sure. Yes, right. <laughs> But that was good deflection. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot. uh, I've heard a lot too. um, Just discussions from uh, you know about the indie circuit, anyway. Of the the, and again, not because I also. I mean, I I I've put out a couple of like tiny projects for pay what you want and stuff like that. Um, But. The people, you know, when you, when the market gets flooded with either pay what you want or low value items, then those are competing with, you know, quote unquote, actual creators or, or more more full time creators who then have to do that, who have to lower their prices to compete with the people who are selling their stuff for cheap. Yeah. Um, 
effectively forcing them to undervalue their products. So if we all value ourselves equally, then the people who actually, you know, want to make a living off this can. So. Well, and I think I think also people very much underestimate like when you are writing something and like working with an editor because like I edit uh, for Kyle Ott at Desk and Dorks like he also like is in meetings with me like when we're talking about it and he's in meetings with the artist and like also it's not just like the time you spent on this it's all of the time that like you've done gaming and you've done research and you've thought about what people want and you've like come mm-hmm. up with ideas and your skills and your knowledge and everything you're valuing that alongside like the hours that you work which are probably under underestimating how much hours you work <laughs> and you're not including all the time it took to create that skill and build that skill mm-hmm. to where it is because if you can crank stuff out, that's awesome. But you can crank stuff out because of the, the years and years and years of work you've put into becoming the person that can crank things out. Totally. Right. I had somebody ask me how long something took me to write. And my answer was, do you count the preoccupation time? <laughs> because then it's like my entire, like anytime I'm not in my day job, I was thinking about, you know, some obscure historical thing, or, you know, just, just your head is in that space, just yeah. ruminating and turning ideas over. And a lot of it's not used and that's all, um, yeah, time. Yeah. I mean, as you know, I've, I've done the artist thing too. And, you know, uh, you only, it's, it's tough because you only want to charge for the actual work time, right? Like when you have, pen to paper or brush to canvas or whatever but it your time if you were to actually charge for all the time that you spend on a project the bill would double or even triple because of all the sketches you did all the research you did all the you know all the times you started and then threw the project away and started again you know and it's the same thing with writing and everything like that just like you said like there's a lot of off the pen time that happens that you don't even mentally consider the the work time because it's just kind of in the background or it's prep or something like that so yeah so, so pay your artists and pay your writers yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go pay yourself. You yourself yeah <laughs> pay yourself right we should, we've transitioned you guys have any anything that you picked up while you were there that you're like I can't wait to play this or try this, you know, now that I've got it. New thing. Well, I, so I picked up Santa's workshop uh, and it is currently sitting at the very top of this <laughs> shelf behind some bags because I'm saving it as a Christmas present for the family. Um, so I can't, I, I really, really want to play it, <laughs> God, but I can't. <laughs> nice. Anybody else? I so I didn't go in expecting to buy anything. I, you know, I don't need more dice. I wasn't looking specifically, you know, like in a Gen Con situation, like oh, this is going to be coming out, and this is going to be coming out. Because I do just a ton of research before I buy a board game. Because if you're going to drop fifty or sixty bucks, you want to make sure it's something that it's the kind of game that you want to play. Man, um, I would like to have that kind of impulse control. <laughs> you know, I, you know, Rodney Smith is a great resource. <laughs> uh, you know, but, I like certain kinds of games. But if I watch his video, I want to buy the game. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I can't. I can't do it. Um, but I did pick up uh, Point City, 
Uh, it's a cute little card game by AEG. Um, I like it much better than Point Salad. Uh, I played it at one of our local cons here in Arizona, Rincon. Uh, it's a it's a nice little con, you know. It's like three hundred people. It's great. It's the same people all weekend. Like it's a, you know, it's like a it's like a big family reunion kind of thing. Um, so I wound up picking that up. Uh, one of the vendors had it for you know, it was like twenty five bucks or something. And then I picked up. Uh, there was a I guess it was a local store, and they had a bunch of older games that they were kind of like you know clearing house sort of thing. And I picked up. Shout out to Battleground. Was that who it was? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Picked up um, the first expansion for uh, Orleans. I, so I called mm-hmm. call my buddy Kurt from the floor. I'm like, hey, they have this expansion. It's 25 bucks. Should I get it? And he was like, yeah, for that price, get it. It's totally worth it. Get it. Because it's, it's like five different expansions, essentially, oh, cool. in, in the same same box. And that was it. Like, that, that, that was the whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> like, Sounds like you had some good things. Did anybody else, anything else you're wanting to play that you looked into? <laughs> so I was, we, oh, go ahead. We just had a Kickstarter, so I've been on Kickstarter a lot in the last month because <laughs> yeah. I kept checking ours. So I was like, I'm not going to buy that much. I bought gifts for people and yeah. I bought Mindspace, which is like a roll and write from All Play, where you're like, oh, nice. You have to my like therapy side is like you have to balance your hobbies and friends and like romantic interests and money together i love this it's so great because <laughs> yeah. i also bought a bunch of con uh rpgs at SaveCon too yeah. oh, nice. <laughs> it's a problem <laughs> my, it's a fun problem it is a fun problem but my rpg shelf is now the shelf and a couple stacks in front of the shelf <laughs> so it needs to get organized <laughs> some culling or you need a bigger shelf <laughs> i mean that is also a very excellent point i and i live by an ikea which is a problem <laughs> there you go what about you chad I only so my my purchasing game was weak. Um, I think I sort of squeezed myself out, and maybe I did it a little bit on purpose. But I had a game in the morning, and I was in line for that one hour game more than I played it, you know. And then and then I had a four hour game in the afternoon, and I didn't oh, really well. do the lunchtime thing in the in the uh, vendor hall, so. The, it was closed by the time I got out of my second game, and I didn't think through, like, oh, I'm leaving at 11 a.m. tomorrow, and I'm not yeah. going to have a chance. It's okay. I, I, I'm I not a very good purchaser anyway. I prefer to see something and then wait for it to haunt me so much I can't stop thinking about it, and then I either buy it online or pick it up the next time. It's not great for those indie games, though, that don't, you know, the self-published stuff. That, yeah. you know. But mm-hmm. I bought um, Richard Rook's... Um, Roseville Beach, and and what I didn't know is they have a zine. You know, they have a, a, a zine for the game. So I bought a couple of mm-hmm. zines. Oh, I haven't cool. even looked at them. They have different character types, and you know that that'll be fun to look through. But I think I backed mm-hmm. for those. I'll have to check. Ah. <laughs> this is why I have a second job because <laughs> I enjoy being a therapist, and that's not I am a social worker in my day job, but also because. I have no impulse control. So clearly I need y'all to be at con and just be like, no, Amy, put it back. You can. (laughs) I might be the wrong person to ask. Oh yeah, Amy, you can totally run that for us. All evidence to the contrary. (laughs) 
Um, I mean, that's a good friend to have, though, when you really want to buy something for some yeah. retail therapy. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'm good for that. I'm good for that. <laughs> well, what did you wind up with? Leslie, do you have a list of all the things that you bought? <laughs> oh, yeah. So oh, I'm here for it. Show me your haul. Here we oh, go. I'm like, no, I want to yeah, see yeah. a stack of shit that you got. Pull out the rolly bag. <laughs> what made it hard for you to get your suitcase closed? Oh, God. Yeah. So oh. many things. There were so many times when we were in the expo hall and Leslie would just come back over with like, look what I just got. <laughs> okay, Leslie, go? we need to go to a together. <laughs> like, I don't even know if I have like the pile of stuff that I got over here. Okay, so some of the highlights... <laughs> I did get the Dune RPG. I um, I like the 2D20 Modiphius stuff, right? Like, I, I played Conan. I really enjoyed it. Um, I played their Star Trek game. Really enjoyed it. And I'm a huge Dune fan. And I was there looking at some of the, like, limited edition covers. I did not buy the $500 limited edition oh, It was cover. so beautiful, though. It was oh. very pretty. I worked yeah. for Modiphius in, at Gen Con, so. Yeah. Oh, nice. Gorgeous. But I did not know. I just got one of those so, like, regular limited edition covers. I was like, that's good. So I got that. Um, and I'm excited. And Jesse and John are already like, you're running that for us now, right? <laughs> Oh, if you didn't get the supplement that's like sand dust, something like that. Yeah. Um, I have an extra one. Message me. I'll send it to you. Because when I worked for Modiphius, I accidentally got the fancy version of it and the regular version of it instead of the other one. But I'll just send it to you because, again, I need less things on my RPG (laughs) shelf. Sweet. That sounds great. Yeah. I only got that book. Just kind of like the main starter book. Uh, And then I think I said something about... um, uh, Gila RPGs. Um, Spencer Campbell does a lot of like indie games, and I lo- I like a lot of his work. There's a game called uh, Hunt, um, <laughs> and I pulled it up up here. It's like in Hunt, you and your friends will tell the story of a doomed order of knights in a final desperate act. The knights gather together for one final quest into the wild forest, surrounding their once great keep. It sounds lovely and i cannot wait coming to legend (laughs) soon (laughs) like yeah right like doomed knights yes sign me up (laughs) so and i picked up like i don't know like i feel like four or five of his um because he's got a whole bunch of them like slayers and rune some of them are like solo games too that you can play um and i and i like he was very kind and like signed everything which was really cool um, Does he do the button shy games too. Do Does he do the button shy games too? I His, don't know. I feel like I have solo games from him, but again, I need to go through my shelves clearly. <laughs> that name sounds very familiar. Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff. So just go to Gila G I L A R P G S dot itch dot I O. And you will see the many, 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 many games. He does great stuff. Um, so, yeah. So, I got a bunch of those. And then I got Bluebeard's Bride. I've been wanting to get that forever. It's so pretty. And it was out at save. And I'm so mad that it was at PAX and I didn't realize. <laughs> it was, it, yeah, I found it beautiful. And, like, John and Jesse kind of talked me into it. Because I had been saying, oh, I really, I, this has been on my list. And they were like, 
we're men and we can't run it. And we really want to play it. Please buy it and run it for us. <laughs> and I was like, we, yeah, I've, there. the game has been on my radar for a while. Yeah. And I feel not right playing it as four men. Yeah. Right. And I also don't feel right as a man GMing it, like running it. I said, so the only way that I personally will feel comfortable with it is if I had a woman running it. Um, because I, I, just like headspace wise, right? Like there needs to be that aspect. And Mm -hmm. I thought, Leslie, I was like, Leslie, yeah, want to run it? (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's, I mean, you know, like as we engage with things that are kind of like outside our experience and kind of like trying to Mm. figure out like, what's the right thing for me to bring to this and how do I approach this respectfully? And, you know, all those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Like I totally get that. So, so I picked it up. I can't wait to like delve into it. Um, I've watched a couple of, uh, people run it and play it and it just looks amazing. Have you guys ever played it? Yeah. I played it a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's oh, devastating. It's devastating so both times. It's certainly not. Yeah. You got to be ready. Yeah. yeah. You got to have the like comfy blanket and hot cocoa. Before, <laughs> during, and after safety. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, it definitely have your, your after session, like, let's talk about what just happened. <laughs> that and also hey, be babe. ready to, you know, get something comfy, you know eat popcorn or watch a, a goofy movie or something that it, it, it yeah. needs a little bit of um coming back to yeah um, yeah well, you guys did it in necro the one year right yes that was so oh, i played really? it once once with all men so you mentioned uh, yeah mm. uh, not feeling comfortable and that's you know that that's immutable um you gotta be you gotta feel comfortable with the group um and then once that was mixed and they, it was so, I'm really glad that I had both experiences because they're so yeah. different. Yeah. Um, so illuminating in different ways. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. I think the only game that I've played like that, that I can think of is Alice is missing, which is up there up top. Mm, yeah. Oh, you know, they were running that at PAX and I don't know oh. how it's a digit it's a fe- it's a digital game yeah like you can't run it i don't see how you can run that in person yeah. let alone and they were running an hour version of it hmm. i think wow. it was either one or two hours and i'm like no this is like a at least from the from the from the impression that i've gotten of it it's like a a long term like a multi-day kind of thing right i played it in one evening in one session oh really um so i had a i had a group do it and it was one evening one session um you could do it if you were sitting around because basically there's no speaking and it's all done on like an iphone or an ipad right yeah some sort of something where you can like communicate with each other that way Mm -hmm. um and so I think you could play as a group together. You would just not be talking. You'd be you know, <laughs> right, true. communicating digitally, kind of like in the same space, <laughs> um, which might be good because then you could get a hug at the end because you kind of need one. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure, yeah. 
<laughs> Isn't that what all the boomers yell at us for, though? Is everybody just sitting around on, their, on phones? their phones? Yeah. <laughs> Cut to picture yeah. of everybody reading their newspapers on the fucking train or standing in there. <laughs> right. Like, listen, people will find ways to not engage with other people right. as much as possible. Yeah. I've taken the subway in Boston. That's all of the, it's a skill. Yeah. No eye contact. <laughs> eye contact bad. Yep. Or you just make really intense eye contact to freak someone out if they look at you. Clear the car. <laughs> I'm not going to. Uh, yeah. John, I told John a story when we were at PAX. <laughs> I'm not good at not making eye contact for the detriment of everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm too friendly. No, yeah. being a therapist, I think, has ruined my RBF because people used to, like, not sit next to me on trains because I had such a good, mm-hmm. like, don't fuck with me. Oh, aura. Yeah. And I think now, like, people ask me for directions and yeah. stuff like that, <laughs> which, like, I am happy to help, not with directions because I'm terrible. I will get out Google and tell them where to go. I couldn't direct my way out of a paper bag with a hole in both ends. Let's find this out together. <laughs> no, that's what I do because I am, I am a cinnamon roll when people need me but i also would like to go like hermit and like please yeah. talk right, to yeah. me for a little bit yeah. oh. well yeah so i i think there was more than that oh i, I did get a, a jigsaw puzzle which has been amazing you got vast grim too did you pick that up yeah yes i got i got vast grim i got like the kind of like starter like beginner little book there there was the um the the beautiful unreadable dice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I ended, up, I ended up giving those to one of my friends. Oh really? <laughs> the dice killed me, and they were so mean to me. I said, "I know what to do with you." <laughs> <laughs> Someone else will have better energy with rolling with you. Listen, yeah. if it helps you feel better for your impulse buying, I got the really expensive, like, dispel random uh, <laughs> dice set bag, which is now my knitting uh, bag. awesome. Because I was sad about the escalator, and I wanted the pretty bag with the pretty dice, and I got three dice sets. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's and awesome. I am giving one to two of them away for gifts, but I'm keeping one of them. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And yeah. this is the be- best, like, crochet bag ever. That is that is nice. really cool. I like that. It's so soft. I was gonna they're, say it looks really nice. They're like, I'm like, do you make pillows or something? And they're like, people keep asking that because it's really cute. It's got like a skull and like it's got right? all this that stuff is inside so cool. the cube. Great designs. Yeah. yeah. So, is that velour on the inside? It's not because I'm I'm not good with velour. It's just like a really soft, um, almost like squishable. Uh, if you have stuffed animals, this yep, I don't yep. know what to come like yep, the squishable sure. like softness kind of thing because I get like yep. like the clank bag if you've played that game like I cannot touch it I'm like somebody else do oh, the yeah. tag in kind of thing and this is like <laughs> oh yes That's awesome. nice. there is so I work at uh, I work in a toy store and uh, we sell along with all the like little baby stuff. And there's uh, one company that makes just their stuffed animals and everything is just so cuddly and soft and everything. They're amazing. And people all the time ask them, like, you should make blankets out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried once, they, uh, but the fabric that they use is so expensive no. that if they were to charge just like just 
cost for a like throw blanket, it would be like two hundred dollars. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they were That's like, correct. we can't we can't sell this. Yeah. <laughs> but oh the like the material is just so amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Get that sensory comfort. Do the horrific yeah. horror game that kills your soul and then cuddle right. your little and then little, and then cuddle up. Right. Yeah. yeah. At least a little animal to, to yeah. hold. Right. Well, I clearly have a type. Like tragic games are like my <laughs> Do you want to pack that? Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why she Listen. fits in so well on the podcast. <laughs> Games are catharsis, and getting those big, scary emotions out in a way that's separated from yourself is also really awesome. Like, eventually, if I ever have, like, an in-person practice, I want to do the therapeutic RPG stuff. I just, like, in-person office space is very expensive where I live, and I do not make that much as uh, doing just part-time therapy. But, no, because, like, who doesn't want to, like, deal with some emotions they don't want to process by like hitting things with a big heavy sword or like crying <laughs> in character about somebody you've lost like it's a delight <laughs> <laughs> well i tell you it's it's funny because you were talking about your dream about the escalator and i had yeah. a terrible nightmare that i was in a hotel that had a a, a literal tsunami coming towards it mm-hmm. last night and i woke up this morning like the last thing i remember was like i'm in the hotel and the hotel's literally drifting through the water and like i see people in vehicles <laughs> like nope. like we're all floating away and, and i remember thinking in my head this seems bad <laughs> and then I woke up and I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to go have some tea and move on from that. That sounds like it would be a Monty Python skit. <laughs> like, it should have been funny because it would have been, you know, like, obvious, I mean, I, I design buildings for a living. So, like, I know what would happen to a building in that scenario, and you would not just be like sitting there, like, in your building as it floats away. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how that works. But in my dream, it did. <laughs> this needs it to be bad. an anime now. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it was like a cartoon, but it was scarier. <laughs> yeah, because it's scary in the dream, and you yeah. wake up and you still are like freaked out, and then you're like, oh, that was like a weird, but not weird. that scary yeah. dream. <laughs> right. Like, escalators can't chase me, buildings can't float. Yeah, I can't. I'm trying to picture the escalator chasing, and what does it do? Is it on a wheel? I can't tell you because I just know it was chasing me. Yeah. And it's like, from what I remember, there were different forms of it, but one of them seems to be very much like a cartoon escalator just like bouncing after me. Like, you know, when they have the mimic with the dice chest where it's like, yeah. Yeah. and it was like that, but an escalator. And like, that's fucking hilarious. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, yeah. but in the dream, it was terrifying. Exactly. See, I was picturing more of like a, like a caterpillar. So like, it's the loot and then it's all oh, just like, like, kinda like yeah. Yeah. Oh, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I had escalator nightmares for like a solid week. Like, I finally am sleeping I don't blame again you. after that. But I also like my cat got sick like right after I came back. Like, it's I've oh. had bad luck for a little bit. Whatever Eldridge abomination was trying to get me in the escalator is clearly still following me. <laughs> I'm like, you took my shoe. Isn't that enough? <laughs> that was my you sacrifice. skipped the con crud, but you ended up getting the con curse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, like, God bless my brother whatever god's out there i don't know why i ever said that like holiday brain is apparently god blesses everyone um like 
he like he knew that I hadn't been sleeping well because I'd been talking to him and he bought me an earlier plane ticket because my other ticket I was gonna have to have like a layover and I was gonna get in super late and I had to work the next day um so he mm. like he found um like an early direct flight to where I live in Columbus it was supposed to leave at 8 30 get in at 10 36 I got delayed like eight to nine hours I had to be in the airport the whole time they gave us a 12 dollar voucher for and the didn't even pay for like a bowl of pineapple and a drink right yeah right so like it ended up still being a nightmare and i was just like okay philly peace i don't know if i'm coming to see you again next year (laughs) we we gotta let the feelings process for a while before i make that decision i was so excited to be back because i'm originally from the east coast so i did all the things we went to pat's cheesesteaks i got tasty cakes we got yinglings i got some valenzano wine we went to wawa 12 30 in the morning we had pork roll and these two were like what's pork roll i'm like oh you gotta get pork roll pork roll is delicious no i just like being in a city that like has a functional public transportation system because like Ohio, I don't know what that's like. Uh, <laughs> listen, I live in Ohio. Okay, yeah, yeah, the okay. bar is very low. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even get Amtrak to come through Columbus because oh, the tracks well. aren't straight. <laughs> <laughs> A bunch of trains keep derailing in Ohio. They're cargo trains, yeah. but like I get it. No, they keep every every time there's a new light rail thing, it's it connects they they want one connecting like Philly, Pittsburgh, Columbus, uh Fort Wayne, uh Chicago. And I was like, that would be amazing. Yeah. Please do that. And right? then they're like, Oh no, we, we, we can't have we don't have the money for that. And I'm like, oh. we just can't have nice things because we're too busy don't doing stupid things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just like, come on, I wanna just hop on a train. Because yeah. like Driving eight hours is a lot at the beginning of a con. It is too much at the end of the con for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My my drive going in, like, luckily, we went we all got together Thursday. So my drive there was six hours. Um, not too horrible. Um, but then my drive back Sunday was in the rain oh, yeah. with construction i think all told i was on the road for like nine and a half hours oh, oh man it was yeah and it's brutal Not too because a- like you know you're getting home at the end of it so you're just like <laughs> right. yeah. i just want to be home now <laughs> yeah. if we had any any basic uh I- infrastructure of uh of Mass, uh, of mass commute. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Transportation. Transportation. That would be nice. It would. That didn't cost an arm and a leg. Because trains are so cheap. Trains are so cheap. And I'm like, everybody's like, oh, we need automatic cars. No, we need trains. We need Mm -hmm. trains. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's so many people that agree with you, and it's really, it is very interesting to to kind of like deal in spaces like that and see the the sort of I'm not gonna say warring sides, it's a little dramatic, but the the different realms that have sort of stakes, the different stakeholders and oh, all yeah. of that mm-hmm. and, and who has what resources where and where it gets pooled to and and where it gets not pooled. 
Um, mm. But the the lack of of public mass transportation in this country is such a disaster. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, it's a huge bummer. Just makes yeah. everything yep. easier. I lived in Central Europe for a couple of years teaching English, and I could like get on a bus or get on a train or get on a trolley if I went to a bigger city than I was in like so easily. And man, they weren't on time where I was, but like I could still get there and it was cheap. Like it wasn't very much. And it was so much easier to like see people and do things because I didn't have to worry about like being awake enough to drive home at the end of the, whatever I was doing. Cause I could get on the train and just get off at my stop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If I want from where I am, if I, so I live, I live in Massachusetts I'm right next to Plymouth. Um, if I want to take uh, our our train into Boston and then back home, round trip is over thirty dollars, which shouldn't be that much. I mean, no, it, that's it's, it's more than if I was to just drive in and pay for parking. Yeah. and you also have to pay for parking on top of that. Mm-hmm. So that's just you don't the, have a that's free just the train on, ticket. Oh my god. Nope. No, we don't even have free park. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then we in um, over the summer, we go down to South Carolina to visit my grandmother. And it's a long it's a two day drive with kids. It's tough. Um, But flying is expensive. And then but we were last year. We were like, oh, let's let's look at taking a train down. Right. Um, The train tickets are more expensive than the plane tickets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Why is this a thing? I'm still on the ground. It shouldn't be this expensive. It shouldn't because my friend can, who came into PAX, it was like a two-hour train ride. It was a $20 ticket both ways. Wow. Like, wow. Because that's how cheap it should be when you're carrying a bunch of people. <laughs> Sorry. As a social <laughs> right. worker, I have so many problems with like our infrastructure and like making it so difficult for people to get to work or get to like yeah. other mm-hmm. things that they need to go to. I'm like, oh, yeah. the huge like barrier just give me the money and I will distribute. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it will but, go very um, differently. My town is only 1200. Pe- it's a little over 1200 people yeah. and I can't walk anywhere. <laughs> if I wanted to, if I wanted to walk to the nearest grocery store, um, it's, it's, it's almost an hour walk. It's a 10 minute drive from where I am just to get to a grocery store. <laughs> so. I can only walk to the grocery store cause I live by a senior center and their goal for building it was to make sure that like the seniors could access more things. Um, oh, it was oh, supposed to be awesome. more than just grocery stores, but some of it got like <laughs> slashed when COVID happened or whatever. But of course, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I was just like, this is nice. How many times do I walk there? Uh, not super often, but <laughs> I'm weak, okay? Food is heavy. Yeah, I, <laughs> We've been talking about putting a, a light rail between Tucson and Phoenix. And, yeah. you know, with the the massive amount of traffic in Phoenix, like, it's a no-brainer. You'd say, you know, pollution, time, money, road, like, all the construction all the time. And every time it comes up for a vote, they shoot it down. And it's like, I would, like, I'm a hockey fan, right? So we go up when the Flyers come, we go up. You know, it's... Two and a half hours up with traffic, plus the parking, and you got to take food, and you know it's like a whole night thing. You come back at one o'clock in the morning, but I would go to games because the area where this, well, where the stadium used to be, because 
the, the coyotes got booted out of the stadium. That's a whole other thing. But anyway, it's a really nice area. And, like, you could just get on a train and be there in, you know, 40 minutes or whatever. Like, I would go up just to see hockey games. But they're like, no, fuck you. Like, drive three hours. <laughs> Plus, you can have adult beverages and get on the yeah, train because right. you're not driving. Right? Yeah, it, it's I stupid. will contribute more to the economy. And there, there, there's a beer garden and there's all kinds of restaurants and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, that's cool if you live 20 minutes from the stadium, but it's not if you're two hours away. Yeah. You know, you've got all of these companies that are like, we want you to come back to the office. We don't want you to work from home anymore. I'm like, how about if you make it easier for people to get to the office? Well, but they have to pay <laughs> for the space. They yeah. own the buildings already. Yeah. I pay yeah. $1,300 parking a year to park by where I walk because I, I work wow. at an OSU hospital. And wow. now I could park at like the thing and take a shuttle in, but I would have to park wait for the shuttle, get on the shuttle, get to the place, get off the shuttle. And I'm like, I don't got time for that. Like, yeah. Right. It's the time. That's an extra hour to your day. Yeah. (laughs) Cause like I could take the bus. Like I live by a park and ride and it's only 45 minutes in, which I would be willing to do, but it's an hour and a half back. And especially Mm -hmm. cause I do private clients in the evenings, a couple days after I work, like I can't afford to spend an hour and a half on a bus and then still drive another like 10 minutes home. Yeah. Um, Right. Like it'd be so nice if it was like much faster. Like it is a park and ride for like all of my suburb. Can't you just go straight to the hub? But no, we gotta stop seventy two times in between. <laughs> like the bus yeah. is already full anyway. Don't let people. Off. <laughs> <laughs> uh the competing interests. <laughs> well, do, so do we have any other packs thoughts before we? I had a question, especially yeah. for the, the noobs, but for everyone, uh, I guess it's two parts. So one, would you go again? Two, uh, what would you do differently, strategy-wise? Uh, so so it depends, right? Okay. So if the three of us or, you know, and, you know, plus John and, you know, if we got a bunch of people to come down and rent it, because we could have fit more people in the house. Um, yeah, to, just to hang out with everybody in a heartbeat. That's right? a no. Like it, it's a no-brainer because yeah. that's the only reason why I went. Um, so, so in that in that sense, yes, but that's not doesn't really have anything to do with packs, right? <laughs> um, as far as packs goes, I guess it depends on what their structure is because what they had, you know, as someone who hadn't experienced it before, wasn't very user friendly. Um, the registration wasn't great. Um, you know, I, I, you know, been to smaller cons that, or, you know, like even Gen Con, you know, you register weeks out. So you know what you have when you go in. So there isn't all that fucking around in the morning. Like, Oh, I didn't get this thing I wanted at 10. So now I guess I'll just walk around all day or we can leave for the convention that we paid for to go someplace else to play games. Right. Like that's kind of stupid. Um, but but to me that's the irrelevant part, right? Like we'd just be hanging out. So so yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, despite packs. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean I'm kind of in the same boat. Like would I make this like if I had to choose a con to go to every year, 
would I make PAX Unplugged that con? Based off this experience, no. Um, if, you know, if they got in a... It's weird to say because it's been going on for a few years. Um, but if they got their shit together, <laughs> then it would be more enjoyable for me, I think. Like you said, like, you know, between the registration and the lack of visible, I, even though they might be completely organized behind the scenes, visible organization for the attendance would be really nice. Um, so like if they, if it was more organized, if it was more user friendly, then I think it would make it more enjoyable. Um, but if based solely off this experience, um, I like hanging out with my friends. <laughs> so. What about you, Amy? I mean, I'm going to go back because. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, this is not the healthiest thing, but most of my vacations are cons because I can go. I tend to get paid. I get paid to demo. So I'm making some of it and I have PTO so I'm getting paid and it's an opportunity to see my friends I like PAX because it tends to be more relaxed enough that I can actually see more of my like people that I know mm -hmm. in the board game world RPG world um, I might take the stairs every day <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, understandable yeah but I'll likely be back um, also because um I don't know if I'm going to Gen Con anymore next year, so I want to hit at least like PAX. And then I live in Columbus, so Origins is easy for me. Mm -hmm. But it, we'll mm. we'll see. Yeah, Chaosium Con too, right? Isn't that around in that area? Ann Arbor? Yes. Yeah, so like this will be my first year going to Chaosium Con. Um, I got a ticket. Um, I have to see. I was potentially going to see if I could stay with a friend, so I didn't get the hotel, and now I'm like kind of regretting not at least booking the hotel because everybody was like, "Book the hotel, Amy," and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'm going to do that," and then I forgot. <laughs> Is it full then? I haven't checked it again. Oh. I have um, a lot of other uh, life admin stuff I'm working on. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> You're like it's low on the list. It just this hasn't it hasn't it's, popped. <laughs> it's Ann Arbor. I will figure it out. You'll figure I, it out. Yeah. It's a little. I'll sleep. It's even. Yeah. <laughs> um. Would I go again? Yes. Um. Mm -hmm. I tend to go every year. It is. I. You know. I've been to Gen Con. I've been to Dragon Con. Um. I, I've done like large LARPing cons. I've done. I've done a decent variety of them. Um. I like the size. I like the fact that it's not too big, but it's big enough that there's lots of interesting things going on. I, I had lots of random things happen. Like at one point I met Holly Conrad just randomly as I was walking through. So that was cool. Just, just, you right. know, yeah. And, and then, um, you know, like, I guess I, to me, I always go with the idea of I'm going to hang out with my friends. <laughs> so, so that being my like first goal, I'm I'm probably less bothered by some of the other things. Um, the games I got to play felt like gravy, I guess, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, to do different, um, I 
think I would have brought one of my board games on Saturday when we didn't have any like scheduled stuff going on and just like mm. found ourselves a corner and spent a few hours like just playing like one of the fun board games that I bought that I was like, hey, let's do this. That was, I think, something that I wish I had done on Saturday since we didn't end up getting into any of the games we had originally wanted to sign up for. Um, other than that, I think I think I, we kind of did most of the stuff that were sort of in the highlights of what we, you know, what was planned. So, yeah, I think other than that, I might try to get a hotel room next time. We got a house, um, and we sort of thought we were going to have like more of our friends show up, and then it just ended up being like the three of us, and it was a little bit large for just three people. <laughs> We each um, had our own floor. So, so I think just I might get a hotel room just because you kind of not you, you just never know what people's schedules and things are going to be like. So, it might just be easier. But I don't know. We'll the hotel I stayed at, I was crashing with friends, but it was called Sonder, and they they had a king bed, and then there was a pullout couch, and it had like a kitchenette and laundry and stuff. And it was only like seventy five bucks a night. Wow, no. oh, and it was good. a ten minute walk to the convention. That's oh, great. Wow. Mm. Leslie, right yeah. there too. Yeah, that was the other like the 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 house that we stayed in was beautiful. Um but it was I mean even power walking like it was like it would have been like 30 35 minutes away. Yeah. And you don't want to we didn't want to like walk there when we were going to be walking around for 14 hours and then you don't want to walk back after and you don't want to risk like okay well i guess we could try to uber um so we just ended up driving in and out so yeah staying closer Mm -hmm. might be more advantageous well the hotel is nice too like so if you stay like right near the convention center i guess like if you wanted to you know, dip out for an hour and take a nap, right? Like, it's easier to do that. You don't have to worry Old about man. up a spot. And all that <laughs> well, not for me. You you fell asleep on the chair. Oh, like, I know, like, at 12.30 at night. <laughs> I was ready to play games. You guys probably go to bed. But, like, I know Bridget at, at, at Necronomicon was like, hey, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking dip if you don't see me. Like, I need, like, my own space to, like, decompress yeah. and, like, mm. you know, take a nap and, you know, whatever. Um, you know, so if, so if you have that ability, you know, it gives you a little bit more flexibility um, than, than, like, what we had. Just like, all right, we got to walk 20 minutes back to the car and then drive back, you know, 20 minutes and then try to find a parking spot again. So, like, once you're there, you're just there, right? You're there all day. Yeah. Also, getting food when you have the hotel room is much easier than getting it at the Mm. convention. Especially because they close the food court, which is wild to me because I've always eaten at the food court. You have. Mm. And I was like, what is this nonsense? Oh, yeah. Was it closed the whole time? Yeah, it was closed. It was a food court? They yeah, there's a, a food court which I mean it's not it's like a convention food court but it's, it's not awesome it's still it, yeah. <laughs> uh, the lines are way shorter than Ready Market uh, and then there was I guess there was stuff at the back of the convention but I'd be like I'd walk out to try and get food and they'd be like go to the back of the convention hall and I'd be like 
no. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely something. We that... stayed at the notary, which is a block oh, yeah. away, and that was that's awesome. You pay more, mm. but there's a restaurant downstairs and a coffee shop downstairs, and um, yeah. and I had like a little shoulder issue this year, so didn't want to carry. I wanted to carry as little as possible, like maybe mm. a book if I yeah. could get away with that. Yeah. Um, and that was perfect because I could just run. So. Yeah. That's nice. Awesome. If you like sushi, Aki Nom Nom. We ate there. Yeah. 35 bucks with tax for their all you could eat sushi. I ate so much sushi. <laughs> oh, did You get wow. appetizers and like sushi, sashimi, it's like $40 or something with tax. But like they had like calamari and oh. like shumai, and we all had. Uh, everybody at the table was doing it, so they were letting us like eat each other's rolls and everything. Uh, it was so good. <laughs> oh my god, I still dream about it. Yeah. <laughs> like the good part of the dreams. Yeah. <laughs> You're well, eating sushi, and then the escalator yeah. comes. Yeah. 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 Then the escalator. <laughs> god damn it! I was almost done with that sushi. <laughs> that is a horror. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we went to the Reading Terminal Market every day for lunch. Well, two two of the days for lunch, and it was packed and it was hot. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. once once you got food, I mean, it was good. Yeah, food was good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in kind of a so in Massachusetts in New England itself. You know, there's. Carnage on the mountain that's up in Vermont that's three hours away from me. There's Total Con that's an hour away. There's uh, a new con that just started last year, Rising Phoenix, that's 45 minutes. There's another con down in Connecticut that's two hours away. Like, so of all, and those are, granted, they're smaller. They're like two, 3,000 people. So a lot smaller than PAX. But, you know, if if it comes to, like, choosing one of those experiences over doing packs, I, at least I think I might try one of those next and see what that's like before coming back to this. Yeah. Because. Yeah. It's, makes sense. Yeah. Especially if they don't announce changes to their RPG signups. Yeah, right. I wonder if they will. I wonder if they're going to get enough comments. I hope so. I mean, Just, even pe- people I demoed were talking about how frustrating it that, was. So That's yeah. all people were, at least from the conversations that we had, that's all people were talking about was how yeah. horrible the registration system was. Yeah. Yeah. And even the stand-in-line thing is not functional. I mean, even without the digital right? failures, that sign-up in the morning, we it's showed up. not accessible. Right. Yeah. Like if you, because there's not there's not places to sit down, so you have to sit on the ground or stand yeah. up, and a lot of times they don't want you to sit because you take up more space. And I'm, yep. like, <laughs> I have orthostatic issues, so sometimes like I'll need to be standing for a long time without being able to mm-hmm. sit down. Um, yeah, I wish the games on demand thing had seating. There, yeah. you yeah. have to be there for a long time in those lines, mm-hmm. just waiting and hoping. And right. I, I like the vibe. I like the community. I like the people who run that. But 
um, sitting on the floor is I'm a little too old. <laughs> yeah. A little creaky. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll be okay, but it's not comfortable. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, at one point I was like trying to get up off the floor and I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that muscle is below the butt. <laughs> when we went up for uh, Ack Inc., um, mm. you know, we went up the steps and then they, you know, eventually let us all in and, you know, we all started to sit down cause it's just like, you know, all taped off lanes to get into this auditorium and the people that we were talking to, they were like, yeah, you know, previous years, they wouldn't let us sit. So we just mm. had to stand up here for a, like an hour and a half. And I'm like, nope. what the, f- what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that's not, no, yeah. like that's <laughs> stupid. Yeah, you know, because we were community playing. protest. If we all sit, they can't make us stand. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> like, like I get, you know, it takes up less space or whatever, but also like, you just make people stand for hours. Like that's like it's already yeah. a long day. That starts at like eight o'clock. You know, uh, that's not acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's another one of your purchases, Leslie Maury. What, who that kept us going throughout the line. The oh, card yeah. game you bought. Yeah, I bought a little, a little card game. Um, like, I guess based off of the phrase, like, Momentum Mori. Right? Okay. Um, you are, I thought you said Mori. Like, uh, you are not the father. <laughs> <laughs> Mori Povich. Or... I was like, I'm into it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, it, it had really lovely artwork on it, and it was kind of like a, what did we decide? It was sort of spades-like, right? Okay. Uh, uh, hearts. Hearts-like. Oh, hearts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mori card game. It was Beautiful. like hearts, but with a, with a nice points twist. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like the higher the card. Game where you're like trying to sort of manipulate what other people are taking from your hand. Mm. The higher the card. So like if you played a nine, it had negative points, but if you played a one, it had more points. Like it had um, uh, leaves or something on the sides of the cards. So you want to take the trick, but you also don't want to take it with a high card because it's giving you negative points and then when you win the trick or something you get to take a die from the there's a handful of dice you roll and then you could take a die and you could spend that instead of a card to to, you know manipulate what's going on in the pile it it, it was it was it was a neat little game and the art was fantastic yeah Hmm. art gets me yeah like when it's ready the the dice were really nice too they were um yeah you know really shiny uh, you know, like the, it wasn't that the art on the dice was spectacular, but just like the presentation and like just the the dice themselves were really. They had nice. a good weight to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I bought a very expensive <laughs> dice wrap back. Like the yeah. dice from the dice advent my brother got me for Christmas are in my booby dice bag. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said dice, and I'm like sold. Yeah. <laughs> Take my money. Yeah. That that whole area that had that game. What was the publisher for that? Oh, I don't remember. Their booth was crazy. It was. It looked like a. It looked like a like a, a beautiful library though. It was that mm-hmm. big wooden display oh, with all the little games. All play. Pocketed in. Yeah. All play. Mm-hmm. They had like the it oh, was yeah. the tables with the big sign. And yes. They have the really nice. Yes. Yeah. 
my oh, friend works oh, for them. Um, that's oh, nice. Mindspace, the game that I bought, was from them. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. I they have really great components, and they just have like yeah. very like solid small games like mountain goats if you ever get it it's it's such a silly like concept you're just like rolling and you're moving your goats up mountains to try and like be the king of the mountain goat goat but it's so fun like it is ridiculously amazing i've played it nine thousand times since i bought it last year Mm, that's Um, awesome that's from them too yeah they had a huge selection they had a ton of games yeah and i've loved every game i have not played all their games because they're busting them out now but um, yeah they're good yeah. plus yeah, like I, the organization of their booth now that they have like the like the games and then they yeah. front themselves automatically yeah. mm-hmm. it's just so pretty yep. it makes yeah. my heart happy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do remember this box now yeah yeah right the mori game they, yeah but the, all place has so many things there's just lots of stuff so <laughs> i'll have to try more next time Right. Great. Like I didn't already have a list of games that I wanted to buy coming out of PAX Unplugged. Now I have even more. <laughs> now Listen, I have websites. Mindspace is really fun and you get little whiteboard markers to like draw on your little brains. It's awesome. Nice. Yeah. You can get brain themed dice. I did restrain myself and did not oh, get the additional dice. That's... And I think I should get a medal for that. Because <laughs> um, you just get like the regular pip dice that are in the color, uh, but they had like more brainish dice you could buy as an upgrade. And I was like, you are Ooh. flying home, Amy. Please stop. <laughs> Run. <laughs> Run. Especially because I had the extra shoes that I got. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me both pairs. Nice. <laughs> there you go. The lady was like, I was like, oh, these are good. She's like, try the other ones on. I was like, oh, but these are fine. She's like, take <laughs> good for them I'm not good at accepting help all the time oops <laughs> that was I think John's saving grace was that he was flying home and he didn't want to mail stuff back to himself <laughs> if I would have found some, well so there was one game they had um, what the hell was it it was a queen game uh, Lancelot maybe no that's not right uh, it was something that was out of print, and I tried to win it in a board game auction, and I, didn't, I went up not getting it. And they had a copy, but it was, you know, it's a big box because it's literally a queen big games. box. And I'm like, fuck, I don't like maybe. It's your personal item. You're right. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Just sit it on your lap. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I only flew with a backpack and a carry on. So it was like, oh, yeah. Jesse, I might need you to send some shit home to me. <laughs> but everything I bought fit in the bag, so I was like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> Including Jesse took me to, uh, we stopped at Target, which didn't have what I was looking for. And we wound up going to Walmart on the way back to the airport. So I got a new Eagle shirt. I got a new Flyer shirt. I got a new Philly shirt. <laughs> I mean, you would just put more clothes on your body, That's though. True. Like, they can't stop you. <laughs> I mean, the x-ray goes through all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Right? Not I got stopped so, yeah. um, on the way there because I had a copy of Flatter Me by Pink Tiger Games. Um, Amy is one of the loveliest per- people in the world and not just because we have the same name. Um, <laughs> but Flatter Me, it's like compliments and stuff like that. And there is like a point structure, but I love 
just randomly giving the cards to people. Like I don't randomly, I like pick out the one that like this one fits you or whatever, but they stopped me because apparently the density of the cards in the box looks like <laughs> suspicious material. Uh, like, what do I wow. have that you're stopping me? Well, I mean, I have knitting needles, so I thought they were going to like take my yeah. knitting needles, which are like metal and sharp and like this long. I was like, man, they're approved, but whatever. No, it's the box. It apparently looks like C4 or something. Oh. Wow. Okay. It's crazy. <laughs> something that you could potentially stab with? Yeah, sure. Take that. <laughs> Cards? <laughs> Fuck no. And then they didn't stop me on the way back. Yeah. I'm like, I've changed nothing about this besides I took like five <laughs> cards out to give to people. Out of that like was just enough. Only those five cards made the difference. Yeah, yeah. those yeah. were the the sketchy ones, you know. <laughs> that was less I remember applying to Gen Con and like there were so many people, so many gamers coming in at the same time, and we had all these dice and all kinds of stuff, and like poor security. We were just like, what is with you people? <laughs> and all your crap. It's like <laughs> well and then people have snack bags and sometimes those foil bags set them off i've had apples get me yeah. stopped and they're like apparently apples are a density of explosive material too and i'm like well, are you just guessing at this point like yeah <laughs> yes yes they are as a person who had uh both family and a friend work for tsa yes yeah. <laughs> all voodoo man all play has some beautiful games oh right? <laughs> yeah they're, they're i love they're all solid you for components. introducing me to this website <laughs> they're all solid components and like especially the little boxes are like perfect um because yeah my board game group when i go because i i don't always get a chance uh because i usually work my second job on Sundays, but we do try and do like a party game to like draw more people in. Cause it's a queer meetup group. Um, and then like, be like, you made a friend now go play a different game with them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like mountain goats, I've gotten like a bunch of people watching, even if like they couldn't all play and all of that. So, cause it's just good. And I ha- now I have little goat meeples. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying mountain goats right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm purchasing. There you go. Throw a link for uh, all play in the show notes. (laughs) There you go. If you're looking for, uh, if you're looking to sponsor a podcast, (laughs) don't. Nobody listens to this. I think strategy wise, I am choosing. I think to expand my time beyond a day pass and. Because of the shenanigans, I think I want to prep something, an RPG to play, either at a random table Mm. or in a suite somewhere, um, so that I have that ready, so that I know I'm Mm going to play something that I want to play. All right. Well, with Tim, we've got five players then. Right? Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Can. All right, cool. Well, so I, I I said an hour here. We're we're pushing two hours, so I guess we, we probably ought to wrap this up. Um, I'm just gonna hold, steal a whole cloth from how we roll. Uh, do you guys have anything to plug, share, or mention before we uh, wrap this up? <laughs> I uh, can't. can't talk about <laughs> it. In the legend tabletop, we're running stuff. 
<laughs> All my stuff's on your podcast, John. I have nothing else to plug. Uh, Deaths and dorks. We have games and stuff. I don't know. I'm just the editor in promotions. So. Hey, editors are potentially one of the most important jobs. Potentially. That was a qualifier. That's an interesting thing to say. <laughs> well, because with, I mean... You need the initial creator too. Without the yeah. creator, then the editor doesn't have a job. Yeah, yeah. But outside of that, <laughs> who would I direct all my thousands of Google Doc comments to if Kyle didn't make the game first? <laughs> that is falling for one of the games. So I'm super nice, I swear. <laughs> Just prolific. Well, I feel like I have advertised like, I don't know, half a dozen different cool games and things on this episode. <laughs> so like reference any of those and, and go run your next game virtually on Alchemy RPG because I think it's awesome. <laughs> there you go. No, I wrote it as a note to check out. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, as far as, as us, I guess, um, I, I, Leslie and Jesse and I talked uh, at PAX. I think we're going to maybe run some more one-shot stuff next year because we tend to only play campaigns that last forever until they fall apart and then we don't, then we don't play those games anymore. So, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll have more one-shots. So, Chad and Amy, if you, got, if you uh, are both interested in... And jumping into some games. Always in. Excellent. Y'all are awesome. More players. (laughs) More more potential GMs for me to play. (laughs) Listen, my goal almost like the last two years has been to run more stuff and I keep eating just like playing. There we go. Eventually I will actually get my shit together. I mean, I have to run this at Origins, so I gotta get my life together. Well, if you want to do a couple of prep runs, we're there for you. Yeah. There you go. No, I mean, I was like, can I crochet a a swimsuit and just like go in a beach costume? (laughs) (laughs) I will. I knit a hat for a game that I demoed at Last Packs, the weird elf. I knit a hat to match it. And then I was going to try and knit something for the Incredible Dream game I was going to demo. And I'm glad I didn't because I ended up demoing a different game. But I am extra. Like, if I'm demoing, (laughs) if I'm streaming, whatever, like, I went and, like, found a Meeple shirt so I could at least be, like, somewhat RPG (laughs) game-ish. I I got to be dramatic. (laughs) It's a good impulse. No, we dressed up for the uh, for the vampire stream a couple weeks ago yep. too. Yeah, that was exciting. Um, I oh yeah, I am probably going to be on a stream on the seventeenth with Symphony Entertainment. Uh, one of the players nice. is not feeling super great, so we don't know if we're going to go through. But we'll let people know on Saturday. Kind of game time decision for that. Um, I already have an outfit picked out, and I'm going to do super dramatic holiday horror makeup. <laughs> Ooh yeah, <laughs> so. nice. awesome. That'll be fun. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, thanks for checking us out. There'll be a ton of links in the show notes after I update. I have like 12 tabs open right now. So cool. Let's check those things out. Um, the Patreon, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're streaming things and doing stuff. Maybe next year there'll be a new version of Corthulhu. Probably mm. Jesse will shame me unremittingly until I actually yeah. finish it. 
So that'll be out. That's my job. (laughs) Jesse shaming me is the only reason that the first version got done. (laughs) So and then you're going to charge money for it. Right. Then, yeah, the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm like that personal trainer that yells at you and tells you how weak you are so that you keep going. I'll I'll be nice and be like, you're totally worth it. Let's go. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Good night. Peace. Bye. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.